Can we please hit record? I'm recording. Oh, you are? Yes. I just don't understand why you're waiting for me to start when you're the one with the record button. I'm waiting for us to get out all the nonsense, so after I hit record, only helpful profundities follow. Robbie, if you wait until we get rid of all the nonsense, we will never start. <laughs> That's a fair point. So I think we just start. All right. So Starting now. Now. I'm the one that gets to say now. You hit the record button. I get to say now. This is like a full minute and a half now of this. Oh, of what? Of war warming up. We're warming up. This is our warm-up exercises. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Faith Church Podcast, episode 35, about something. It will be about something. That's the plan, anyway, to talk about something. That is. So we're going to talk. We, people have been wondering... They've been clamoring, Robbie, wondering where where had the podcast been. Has there been a clamor, Jay? I have received no fewer than zero emails about it. I have received one outcry of concern. What? I have. Well, it was from it was from Leslie, though. Well, Leslie. So she counts. just she just yelled it down the hall. Why does Leslie not count? Well. She might be our only listener, so she counts double. She's a woman of the people. Is that a phrase? Uh, I mean, you. I just said it, it is a phrase. You just said those words as a phrase. Yes, I don't know if that's like been coined as something that anybody else ever says. I'm gonna, I'm gonna coin it. Consider it coined. Who do I have coined. to talk to about coining a phrase? I couldn't begin to know. Okay. Couldn't or wouldn't? Yes. I, okay, so people don't understand that part of the deal right now is I'm convinced, Robbie, that you are in a sour mood today, and you keep telling me you're not. So how can I be in a sour mood when I literally just pounded a tiny tube filled with Dr. Pepper flavored jelly beans? Jelly bellies, mind you. Not generic jelly beans. Only the Jelly stuff. bellies flavored with Dr. Pepper and washed them down. With an ice cool can of what? Dr. Pepper. You did the double Dr. Pepper? Double down on the doctor. That's like, remember when you used to drink, did you ever drink cherry Coke through the Twizzler? No. Or through, well, red vine would be better. That's too much. You never did that? Okay, well, why is that any different? Why is it any different? Yeah. I don't know. It seems it seems over the top to, to drink sugar through a sugar straw. I don't know. You just... You're eating jelly beans and then drinking, chasing it with soda. That's correct. Totally different. That is the opposite of different. One might even say they are the same. Surely we have something more substantive to discuss than this. You think? For example, for example, last Sunday sermon. Yeah. Is it over yet? That's... <laughs> it just it it finished. <laughs> right now just now just now i'm glad i'm glad you could get that out in the open so that we know that that those jokes are on the table <laughs> they're very on the table it was you had set such a strong precedent over the summer that's yes. the only thing that made it feel different is because you'd been in such a great rhythm of like an astounding average 25 30 minutes yep was it the good weather what got you uh, well, a couple things. One, I had to, I rewrote most of the sermon on Sunday morning and 
I just I didn't feel I didn't feel great about how it was all coming together and then I felt compelled that I needed to deal with these different practical things that I think a lot of people are, are dealing with. And so right. um yeah. And then I, I will say it certainly didn't hurt or help. It depends on how you felt about it. If you felt like the last third of the sermon was really helpful, then I would say then it didn't it didn't hurt that it got cloudy and um, a nice cool breeze came in as if I was to extend the message. It was it was a sign, really, for you to continue to preach. Well, especially since Jeff was watching the radar and was and had told me we have to keep the service under an hour if we want to avoid the rain. And I said, got it. And he said, are you sure? I said, yep, got it. And then just blew right through that. Blew through it. Yep. Like nobody said anything. Yeah. And then it drizzled. Albeit actually a fairly refreshing drizzle. Yeah, it wasn't even bad. It wasn't even bad. No. And in my defense, my part was under an hour. I thought that's what he meant. (laughs) Just barely. Keep it under an hour. Just just barely. That's Um, that's fine. Okay, so... Now that we got that in reality, away. it was really good content, and I and I was super encouraged by it, and it led to some really good uh, follow up conversations over the rest of the day. So I thought that was really good. Um, like what? I well, I didn't ask permission from those oh. people. Um, like I didn't and ask. don't and don't want to to do what you did to your son on <laughs> Sunday, and say I'm sure we'll be fine with it. He's the um, only one that I would have done that to, but of my children. I'm sure he. I'm actually sure that he can handle it. He probably he probably loved it. Um, well, what, well, the thing that I did really appreciate was that each each person that I talked to was encouraged or challenged by a different aspect of the message. And so I, I always love that. Like that's always such a clear picture of how the Spirit is working mm-hmm. through a particular text. That um, that different aspects of it are 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 landing on different hearts and minds throughout the congregation. And so everyone can walk away feeling like, oh man, that was, that was the spirit speaking directly to me, even though we might all be walking away, uh, meditating on a totally different message point. But, but that's kind of the beauty of the spirit taking this and accomplishing what he wants to, that even if it's not what I thought should be the main point or the thing that impacted me the most, it, he still, his word does not return void, right? His promises, when it goes out, it will accomplish what it intends and uh, so I just I, I loved hearing the different things that stood out to to people. Yeah, and I know I got it was an interesting one because afterwards I immediately thought uh, there's I thought of one illustration in particular that I thought that's what I should have cut. I don't know why I went ahead and said that one. That's what I should have cut, and that was the one I got comments on more than any other hmm. illustration afterwards. And so that's often what happens. We just kind of trust. Okay, well, I guess. It just people people are gonna hear it at a different at different spots, and the Holy Spirit is gonna do what He's gonna do in in people's lives, and um, so we just try not to over over control that, I guess, or over plan yeah. that. So, um, was there anything about yeah. the, just in the preparation and and getting ready that that challenged you or encouraged you as as you were talking about that passage in Second Corinthians? Or well, preparing to talk yeah. about it, I should say. Well, I told, I mentioned this to you before, but I, I think the big thing that kept striking me over and over again was how bad I am at this. 
I th- in what uh, in what way? What do you mean well, by that? Well, like taking every thought captive because I even reading through that passage again and seeing those connections and leaning on some other teachers who, you know, have pointed this out that I very much had been taught that taking every thought captive was a way to kind of fight for me to fight against sinful thoughts. And so there were those two big weaknesses that I tried to address that one being, you know, that, that I only applied it to, thoughts that I knew were overtly sinful, like temptations that I was trying, that I already knew were a battle. And then the other side of it being um, that I'm the one that has to do the fighting against that. Hmm. And so yeah. for me, prepping and realizing this is this is about so much more. The, peop- the, the things that Paul is talking about here are not things that the church saw as a problem. They thought that they were right. They thought that they were... They here they were being kind of led astray, or they were buying into things. They were buying into arguments and worldly um, philosophies and and views from people who would slander Paul and his authority and and manipulate the gospel, and they were buying into it. So it wasn't like it was a church that was looking to Paul and saying, "Help us fight against this." We know we're believing false things. You know what can what encouragement can you do? What encouragement could you give me to fight against these sinful thoughts? They're not saying that. Mm -hmm. They don't see them as sinful. And Paul is is waging war against that. So I think I think that was a that was a big thing for me was to try to figure out how do I how do I communicate that idea that most of the like the the most direct application of this passage isn't the thing I already recognize as sinful in me. It's it's these other areas, these things that kind of fester. And that I don't realize that I'm buying into lies that are kind of fueling um, sinful attitudes and behaviors. And why do you think it is that when we read a passage like that, we we oversimplify it? And because it clearly says take every thought captive, right? But but my mind, my tendency is to go to take overtly, objectively bad thoughts captive and anything else you just run with it because i'm sure it's fine he's he's clearly saying like you need to run everything through this filter because you have no idea how much culture your preconscious your uh your family of origin like all of these things are shaping your thoughts and oftentimes distorting them away from christ and away from scripture and so he encourages us take all of these thoughts captive turn them over to christ like run them through the filter of christ but i read that and and exactly as you said that the the tendency is to immediately go to well i'm not thinking anything overtly awful and evil so thoughts are good moving right along Why, why why do you think that's our tendency well i think i mean that's that's probably a a layered answer but one thing i would say is we just we really struggle i think as a church especially in evangelical churches from or a baptistic tradition we struggle with communing with the holy spirit and so hmm. we rely on ourselves to do so much of what the bible says is specifically holy spirit work and one of those things is conviction like conviction of sin we we tend to, and I, and I, can, I feel like I can say we because I've been doing ministry now long enough to see that this is this is the default. I've seen the default in me. I see it in the people I've ministered to. 
that that my barometer for conviction is is my own thoughts, my own wisdom, my own you know my my own conclusions that I draw. So I determine is this thing sinful? Is it not? And so the reason why I would I think people would look at that and think that it only means overtly sinful thoughts is because I've already deemed these other things not sinful. I've mm. already I don't mm. feel any conviction over it because I don't feel badly. Like we think that the only way that conviction works is if I feel really badly about it and I recognize it. And so we call that Holy Spirit conviction, but I would argue that's just, I mean, that's that's your own conviction. It is, I would say it's maybe the first, the simplest layer that the Holy Spirit does convict our conscience, but the Holy Spirit works through all kinds of other ways to convict us if we are paying attention. I mean, our like we can trace back our, responses to things and and a simplistic thing would be oh i feel badly that i lashed out but we don't ever dig down to to say okay but what was it that sparked that so yes the loss of my temper there was sinful but there's something that sparked that and there there are sinful thought patterns and and lies that i'm buying into at that root level um that that need to be kind of unearthed and that's a form of um conviction that's the you know search my heart and show me if there are any unrighteous ways in me i think um also through through friends you know and through other people it takes it takes someone who is used to listening to the holy spirit to hear someone bring a whether it's a charge or a concern or a rebuke or anything like that or a question like if you brought that to me if I see myself as the convictor of my own sin, then I just listen to what you say. And if at face value, I don't agree with you, then I just could dismiss it. Hmm. But if I trust that the Holy Spirit is the one that does that work, then when you bring that up to me, I'm, I'm bringing that to him and saying, do you, is this what's true? I'm letting that kind of sit and, Hmm. and consider that and giving the Holy Spirit space as if he needs my permission to take space. But there is that part of it is that willingness to do that, to say, okay, I don't know. Like my, my initial reaction is I don't agree with you. And I don't know that this is, you know, a sin issue, or I don't know if it's a problem, but I don't trust my own determination on that. I need to look to look to the Holy Spirit. So, um, you know, and, and it's also through scripture. So it's another area. So, I mean, all of these things where, where if I'm reading scripture and rather than immediately saying, oh, yeah, I believe that. Oh, yeah, I do that. Oh, yeah, I know that. But actually letting it settle and say, do I really? Does my life look like I actually believe this? Uh, so that's a very long. That answer is almost as long as the sermon. But it, <laughs> but it's just it's all the things I feel like. I just feel like yeah. we all of those, the thing that they all have in common is that we we take the place of the Holy Spirit and we look at the Holy Spirit as kind of, oh yeah, well, he he might, you know, convict me every once in a while, you know, and just kind of draw my attention really quickly, but I'm the main person who's determining what in my life is needing of sanctification um, and, and what's not. And I get to determine that. And that's obviously not the case. I think we all know that intellectually, but I think we function in a way that's contrary to that. So if I'm if I'm listening to you, if I'm understanding you correctly, then then what is what is your response then to the person who hears that and says, "That's great, but man, that that sounds like 
a crazy amount of like mindfulness, like being being <laughs> aware of exactly what I'm thinking and why I'm thinking at every moment. That sounds like a huge amount of effort. Like that sounds like a battle. What 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 is your I feel like you're setting me up right now? Clarification on on that. Yeah. Well, my clarification would be that it is a battle. That was actually one of the things I feel badly that I left out as much of that Paul describes this as a war and wars are not easy that like that's that's important specific imagery that he uses he destroys those arguments and takes these thoughts captive and makes them obedient to Christ I mean these are it, it is battle and if someone says that well that's that's tiresome well it, okay yep I mean that's <laughs> Yes, yeah. it is. But but there is hope. But is it worth it? Yeah, and, and there is hope in that, right? Because it takes practice. This is what we we say this a lot about reading the Bible when someone says, I, I try to read the Bible and it's it's just hard. And I, and I often tell them that you need you need the Holy Spirit and you need practice. Like it just takes practice. And yes, at first you're not going to probably be very good at it. Although I I love watching new believers read scripture. I find that they have some of the most incredible, phenomenal insight. And I think it's just because the Holy Spirit is holding their hand all the more. And they're just, they're so receptive because they've never, like this voice of the Holy Spirit all of a sudden comes in and and they they love it. And so they listen to it. And that receptivity is key. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it is. They're willing to listen. Right. And and f- for some horrible reason, I believe the work of, our, of the enemy of our souls, we we stop listening to that and, and and start clinging to other tools, right? We start thinking, well, that I can't just read it. And while we would never articulate it, there is kind of in the back of our heads, like, well, I can't just expect the spirit of God to just enlighten my heart and mind to understand this. I need something more. I need something additional where when that hasn't been trained into you, you just open the Bible and you read it. And as you say, like, those are some of the most incredible encouraging convicting conversations with a new believer who's going through scripture sometimes for the very first time in their lives and the insights that they pull out like well i just read this and i see this and oftentimes i'm thinking that's amazing right. like i don't even know that i've seen that in yeah. there but you're absolutely right that's exactly it for many times like that but that's there you just hit another example of where we take on the holy spirit's role so hmm. even in reading scripture so do I read scripture, not just checking it for conviction of sin, but just for understanding and how I so rely on my own mental ability to understand something that then when I don't understand it, I double down on it by saying, okay, well then I need to go find a commentary. I need to go. And again, those resources aren't bad, but but we have to be mindful and careful that what we're not doing is saying, well, obviously the Holy Spirit isn't going to give me any understanding in this i have to i have to work at this just on my own so i think i think that that's there's just there's just so much to that but if we don't believe that it's a battle if we don't believe it's warfare if we don't then we just we think it's not a big deal we think that Hmm. like you said we don't take every thought captive it's like well i took some of them i took the bad ones captive but it's the non it's those neutrons that's why i tried to point out on sunday that it's sometimes the most innocuous things that nobody would say, well, that's clearly a sinful thought to grieve over this thing or to be, um, you know, or to, to want to not spend your whole day at Walmart or any of these different things. But that those are the places that the things where we say, 
oh, that's good. That's totally understandable that I'm sad about this. And so therefore I let it go. And meanwhile, the enemy gets in there with some lies. And pretty soon I'm actually spiraling into bitterness hmm. and frustration and anger, um, all traced back to this thought that started out as something that seemed fine. But hmm. what the Holy Spirit knows is what's going into that and where am I susceptible? And um, so I think I think knowing that's a battle, but then but then practicing it. And the more you practice this, the more in tune with the Holy Spirit's voice you'll you'll get. I mean, like I use the example of going out to the baseball field and grieving over the loss of that season. Well, Jay, 10 years ago, may have spiraled into a little bit of bitterness and would have maybe Mm. obsessed over the sadness of that and had a hard time letting go of it. So I I tend to, if I grieve over something um, that in an unhealthy way, I, I won't, I can't let go of it. My mind just, it just keeps coming back to it and I just okay. can't, I can't move on. Um, I can't second, can't stop second guessing myself or doing whatever. That's, that's what that looks like. Well now, you know, at uh, 42 years old, because you reminded me today that I'm actually 42 and not 41 that I thought I was, um, <laughs> which is such a bummer. Um, <laughs> disappointing it was you just lost a whole year of your life yeah you so enjoyed taking it from me too um but i now at this point in my life that that didn't happen there because that thought and and also because i was preparing a sermon on taking every thought captive so let's be honest here had that happened three weeks ago i don't know how i would have responded i don't know Mm -hmm. how would i have spiraled in that but in that moment meditating on this kind of thing on this passage, I was able to look at that and and have the word of God um, destroy those lies that would come in there. And what it ended up doing was it it freed me to just grieve, I think, in a healthy way. And then because that grief, then you, you know, when you're grieving in a healthy way, when it then bears good fruit, um, because you, you can be sad and still like being sad is not a sin. Right. Grieving is not a sin. Um, Bitterness is. And if you're if if I'm grieving and that grief um, makes me go home and and take advantage of the time that I have with my kids right there on that day. Well, then that's a that's that's a godly form of grief, I think. Um, Does that make sense? I just said it like that. I think so. Okay. Just to me. I can't see your face because we're we're separated by this wall because of the mandate and i didn't want to do the podcast through masks so no we are yeah so that's that if if you're wondering hey it seems extra weird this time and disconnected that's because we feel extra weird and are literally disconnected we can't see each other we're just we're hearing each other through headphones from different offices so as not to give each other the covids yes and you do so much of your communication non-verbally. I do. You don't get to see any of my concern, any of my mm. wrap it up eyeballs, none of my uh, <laughs> that too far, too much head shake. You don't. You don't get any of my non-verbal cues, which you immediately make verbal by saying, "Robbie is now giving me the <laughs> I've gone too far head shake," which kind of defeats the does it does the, defeat the the subtlety yes. of it. You might say, but it's more fun. I just feel like I'm narrating. Did you know that I used to do broadcasting, like sports broadcasting in college? I did not. Yeah. So I, so yeah, I'm used to describing the action on the field for the listeners at home. Oh, 
So I, I can't help it, man. It's just like this is what's happening. I'm I'm your eyes here. So so yeah, those are those are some of the things that I wish. Um, I think understanding that it is a battle, but then also taking heart that it's not that that you will get better at battling it. I, I think that's safe to say that you'll you'll get better at recognizing those things. You'll get um, scripture that will defeat and destroy those thoughts will will come up when when people say like well I read it and it doesn't doesn't feel like it applies I sometimes I say well it may not today but your faithfulness in reading that and, and storing that away and hiding it in your heart there comes a point where the Holy Spirit will bring that up and say hey no remember this 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 is true and mm. and then you're able to fight against that do you, I mean, how I think do you, it's yeah. important to know that. Oh, sorry. Go well, ahead. I was going to ask you a question, but I think you should say. What All right. Thought. Well, I'll wrap up this. If well, I don't know if this question is on a new topic or not, but I'll just to wrap that up. I, I, I think it's also important to remind each other that while it is a battle, it, it is not entirely dependent on us. No. That that we are not battling alone, and ultimately the the work is the work of faith, the work of trust. All right, he says the, the, the work of God is to believe the one whom he has sent. And so in those moments, in that surrendering over, the, the, the work, the effort that I have to constantly put in is the day in and day out, moment to moment, intentionally surrendering that to Christ who has already defeated that. And so just remembering it doesn't, the fact that he has defeated it does not mean it doesn't require any effort on my part. But there's a big difference in me thinking that my effort is that I have to win this battle rather than understanding that in the gospel, in Christ, empowered by the Spirit, my effort is in clinging to Christ as he fights that battle. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah you're right. Because I don't, I certainly don't want to communicate the idea that we are... Um, that, that again, it feels like we could come full circle and then I, it could sound like I'm saying, okay, but you have to fight this all the time. And yes, it's exhausting. Remember that it is it is Paul in that passage who is obliterating all of these arguments. So I find that the, the, the work is the preparation. It is the, like the more I'm practicing the presence of God and listening to the Holy Spirit and, and being in his word, that that then when those things come up, they, they get thwarted almost fairly easily. I also tried to allude to that, that there's no question that the time to fight those battles is early. And the earlier you fight the battle, typically the easier that battle is to fight because you kill, you kill off that thought or that lie that's there quickly before it can grow and really entangle itself. I mean, in so many ways, it is like a cancer that when you, when you catch it early before it is latched on to all these other healthy things, um, then, then it's dealt with, um, pretty, pretty straightforwardly. And, but when you don't, it becomes so entangled with everything else that it's hard to actually separate out. Like what is, what is the lie here and what is, what is truth? So, um, but it's just really important to stay on guard. That's good. It's really good. You had a question? I I did, but then I forgot. But I I do have That's actually. Right. Well, one question I have is because you're you're good at this. Do you have any tips for like just practically speaking how 
what does somebody do then? Like, should, should they just go through their day saying like, okay, well, everything I just think like, Oh, I I'd like a ham sandwich for lunch. Well, what did I mean by that? What, what's, what's behind me wanting a ham sandwich? Like, am I <laughs> saying that I, you know, like what, what point do you, cause I, I, I have to be careful cause we, we definitely have people who will listen to this. Uh, you know, all people are prone, I think one way or the other, some people are prone towards apathy and just assuming everything's fine. And so it's easy to talk to that person, I think, to say like, hey, no, be on guard. You need to be aware of this stuff. But then we also have people who are prone to overanalyzing everything and questioning constantly their security in Christ and their, you know, what does this say about me? And why would I, why would I think that? Why would I say that? And, um, you know, and all those things. So do you have any like tips? Like, how do you, how do you walk through that on a daily basis? That is a podcast in and of itself. I think, um, I think that would actually be a really good idea to walk through some, maybe bring Jeff into that oh, and, and talk through some practicals of, um, uh, cause there's elements of praying without ceasing in that there's yes. elements of fixing our eyes on Christ. Um, it, as a, as a very quick answer, just to maybe tease the discussion to, that we would then expand on. The first thing that popped in my head when you said that um, is has been coming up quite a bit lately, especially in the podcast, is is James' appeal to be mm-hmm. quick to listen and slow to speak. So the, the, the most impactful place to start is before you speak, think about what it is that you're saying and why you feel like you need to say it. Uh, or, and I'll take that one step further before you post, think about what it is that you're posting and why you feel like you need to post that. Because the things that we communicate, you know, if, if, if Jesus himself says it's out of the overflow of the heart that the mouth speaks rather than starting with, well, what sandwich would glorify God most? I want to make sure I take that thought captive. Um, let's, let's start with the things that are coming out of my mouth reveal what is in my heart. And so to be quick to listen and slow to speak, just that slowing down, just that act of saying, well, wait a minute, why do I want to say that right now um, can have a significant impact in, in helping you run that thought through Christ and allow him to say, I, n- nope, maybe not that one. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like you need to say that. And um, you can even start one one thing I read just recently that Amy Carmichael, who was a uh, a missionary in India, um, who ultimately ended up kind of accidentally starting an orphanage there for for children that were pulled out of um, of being temple prostitutes and temple slaves, and and she ended up starting an, an orphanage for these children. One of the things that she would teach the kids is before you say anything run it through the three she had a little just cute term for it i don't remember but it was these three questions is it true is it kind is it necessary mm. it's good. and and since it's so simple right is it true is it kind is it necessary it's so simple and and just the act of asking myself those questions oftentimes slows me down just enough to say well wait a minute definitely doesn't qualify as all three of those why and, and if I'm in a place where I actually have the time to expand on that a little bit to go, okay, why did I want to say that thing that was definitely not kind? 
Like what, why would, what would be the motivation? And then that's where Jesus can really start to, to sort out that, man, because you had this motivation because in that moment, you being right was more important to you than being kind, or you being funny was more important to you than being kind, or you making sure that everybody knew that you knew that thing was more important than being kind. And, and I can, and the spirit can begin to do his work of kind of surfacing those things that I didn't know were there. That's good. I think you're right. That would be a whole other podcast. I think that, and I can already hear some of the pushback on the, like the idea of, well, sometimes you have to speak truth, you know, even if it isn't kind. And I would argue that the true truth is kind. Kind kindness can be that I'm I'm going to say this warning. Uh, it, it may be that I say something that I know you're not going to like or receive well but it's in the heart of the person that's speaking. And I know the difference between when I'm saying something to somebody that I know they'll disagree with or that they aren't going to like, but within a spirit of kindness, yep. because I'm typically grieving it. Like I don't want to say something right. to them that is going to upset them or say, or, or that they're not going to like, but it's because I care about them that I, that I'm compelled to. That's very different than when I'm relishing speaking this, this truth um, that is going to hurt another person or make them frustrated or anything like that. Oh, man, That's, if I'm finding joy yeah. in correcting that person, yeah. that is revealing something very dark yeah. in my heart, right. very disordered. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think, I think that's a good point. To there, there is, there's never a time where we we would not be commanded to do something that's impossible, right? So right. when we're commanded to speak the truth in love, right. then there it can always be done that way there is never a time where you go ah i just have to say this truth in this really heartless condescending way because it's so true it's so true it just can't be said right. in a kind way that's nonsense that's a lie from the enemy yes and truth can always be communicated in in a loving way and i would even argue the harder the truth the more potentially <laughs> hurtful the truth may be the more important it is to say it in a kind compassionate gracious and humble way R rather than well it's just the truth is so hard or you know it just it has to be said in this callous christless way it, it's just it's illogical and unbiblical that's so good that's we we love to separate things that that aren't separated it's like when we say well love god and love others and then we try to separate those as if is if there's a time where loving God would not be loving to others. Right. Um, the Bible explicitly says, if you're not loving others, then whatever it is you're doing can't be defined as loving God. Correct, right. So it's just we redefine those things and, and manipulate those, but you're right, it, it, it has to be done. Truth truth and love are not opposite things that you're trying to balance. Right. They are, right. They are together, um, and, and God is obviously, and God manifested, you know, in... in the person of Jesus Christ is, is the perfect example of that. Everything he spoke was truth and everything he spoke was in love. And, um, and so, yeah, it's not, we don't have to make that compromise. And if we do, then like you said, we're not, something's not there. We're either not, we're not loving God. We're not loving it. We're like, we're not doing the thing that we're commanded to do then. So that's good, man. Well, that, that's a, I feel like this podcast has wrapped up are finished much stronger than it started. Best podcast ever. Best podcast ever today.
That's so. what we'll title it. Our best podcast ever. <laughs> that's not going to work because we wanted him to title the other one the, our worst podcast ever, and he didn't oh, do it. Oh, that's true. He didn't. Maybe he'll believe us on this one. Well, that seems unlikely. Yeah, probably true. Thank you for listening, everyone. We love you, church, and uh, it is our joy to get to serve you. If you found these conversations to be helpful, we would love to hear that. Uh, if you have any questions that... Uh, that surface in your own time in the word or coming out of a sermon or your conversations with some of your brothers and sisters here at faith please send them our way and and we would love uh, on a future podcast to be able to unpack those absolutely all right that's it that's it have a good week everybody